This is the Pickle Planet Podcast with Jenna and Tosh. Sit back and get a drink. Let's talk about parenting and how to survive it. Welcome to the Pickle Planet Podcast. I'm Tosh. And I'm Jenna. And we are so thrilled that you are with us again. Yes, absolutely. And we're alone today. I know. So that means a rant's <laughs> a coming. <laughs> what are we talking about today? <laughs> well... So last week on our podcast, we went on the road Mm -hmm. and we drove down to Broadleaf Ranch, which for us is about, from your place, it's like a half hour drive. So we had half an hour together on the way there, half an hour on the way back. And we talked a lot. Yeah, we do. We do talk a lot. We definitely do. But it was a lot of great information. It was. Mm -hmm. And so we decided, you know what? It's been a while since we did a podcast where we didn't invite a guest in, where it was just us and we just kind of talked, which is how we started this. When we when we first started, if you go back and listen to the early episodes, it's just us. And we talk for a long time. (laughs) We do. There's some gold in there somewhere. There is. is. And I think we've probably even touched on this topic before. I feel like we have, because what we're going to talk about today is kind of like it's my soapbox. It's, <laughs> it's, it, it really is. It's the topic that I keep coming back to again and again over the past couple of years that I feel like people still aren't getting the message as much as they need to. <laughs> so, And I am obviously in complete agreement, or I, I wouldn't be agreeing to this podcast today. Yeah. So what we were talking about on the drive and what, what I really love to talk about and what I get really passionate about is this idea of being proud of where you come from, Mm -hmm. of feeling connected to the place that you're living in and the power in that, right? I think everyone kind of has that, oh yeah, I love where I live or I'm proud of where I'm from, but I'm talking about something more than just saying, oh yeah, it's a good place. You should move here. I'm talking about how we really connect with a place and then how you take that power and use it to drive your economic development and your population strategy and, you know, mental health, all this stuff that, you know, our municipal politicians, our provincial politicians, our federal politicians, all of everyone I talk to mm-hmm. is worried about these things, you know, right across the country throughout, yeah. you know, most of society, I think these things are coming up. And I think a lot of times that we're missing this kind of simple piece of the puzzle that could really be helping with all of these aspects. And in particular, it was coming up because we were talking about the podcast you're working on about Albert County, mm-hmm. which I think is exactly the kind of stuff that we need to do more of because you're doing this like deep dive into the stories with people who live there, who love where they live and they love what they do mm-hmm. and they've turned it into businesses and they've turned it into passion that pulls people in like it's pulling you in i can see you physically Uh getting pulled in to albert county (laughs) as you talk about it it's fantastic it really like it it makes me proud to be here and it makes me proud that i'm going to be raising my children here which i mean is a huge thing i love where i grew up i think that the majority of us don't like where we grow up when we're growing up there Uh, it's like especially we're both from small towns (laughs) Um, so, you know, you don't like it there. Then now I look back and go, oh my gosh, it was so great. Like what a great place to grow up. I'm so lucky. That being said, it happens to be in Ontario that I don't like. So (laughs) sorry, Ontario, but I don't, I'm so, I'm like new Brunswick introvert. Yeah, exactly. So over you. So I actually ran into somebody the other day and when we met, we found out that we are from, like she grew up 20 minutes away from me and she lives here in Riverview now too. Oh, that's awesome. And, and, uh, she said, oh, Elmville is such a great little town. And I said, yeah, if it only was in New Brunswick. <laughs> I 
could totally <laughs> raise my kids there, but it's not. Um, so I digress. I am discovering through the Albert County Chats podcast that so many people, my husband is kind of my big example, don't know anything about the area that they grew up in. Like, Albert County has this crazy rich history, and all of New Brunswick does, don't get me wrong, um, but they have this crazy rich history that this kid who has lived here, he's been here for 37 years, had no idea why there was cannons outside the Albert County Museum. Yeah, How many like of you know that? If right? you don't, go listen to her podcast about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. But Jenna puts it really well. It's pride of place. It is. Yeah. And so part of the reason that I get so hyped up about this is I almost went and did my master's on this topic. And there are still times where I'm like, oh, man, I still kind of wish I'd gone and done that because I'm sure I'd be that much better at explaining it. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Right. <laughs> But there really is, like, when you look at especially rural communities or smaller communities that were, you know, specifically dependent on one thing and then that industry goes away, right? Mm -hmm. Which, you know, this area of New Brunswick is a prime example of that, right? Before you and I moved here, it was all railway, all industrial all the time. And that bottomed out. And then there was this fabulous kind of bridge moment where the call center industry boomed here. Oh my gosh, did it and, ever. <laughs> and it's, I think a lot of people forget that, like, you know, in an economic term, term, I say that, like, I know what the real terms are, but <laughs> <laughs> you call, convinced centers, me. call centers are meant to be a bridge, yes. right? The call center industry was meant to be a bridge to kind of keep the economy moving until the next wave appeared. And I think that's where we're at now. You know, the call center industry has taken a nosedive mm -hmm. locally, mm -hmm. and it's just taken another one as we're talking about this. And it's hard, but it's to be expected. And I think that, you know, it, it's done what it was meant to do. It, it was meant to keep some people here and to let things keep going while new people went, hey, I've got this idea. Yeah. And I think that New Brunswick is really, really innovative and has this really entrepreneurial spirit that because we don't always focus on those stories, we focus on the reaction to things that are happening. Yes. People forget all of the amazing things that have come out of this place. And there is, there's such, such a power in telling ourselves those stories and telling those stories to our children. And I think that part of what's happened too, and we talked about this on the drive last week is that idea of, you know, for generations, for, you know, hundreds of years, we were an oral storytelling tradition, mm -hmm. right? Yes, people wrote and there were books, but most people up until, you know, even 50 years ago, it was very much an oral tradition. And then all of a sudden that kind of plummeted. When the TV came the out. The TV came mm -hmm. out and people <laughs> started to, you know, get all this other information. And it's great to have access to all this other information. But I also think, like, I think that's part of the reason that podcasts are taking off. Yes. And that, you know, not just these interview style ones, but right back to like, now fiction podcasts are taking off again. It's right back to the days of radio plays. And it's right back to that basic storytelling nature. And I think when we tell those stories, and the, the point of oral tradition is that you have to tell them over and over again so that you'll remember them. Yes. And because you just, you got to fill the time. It's like my daughter complains about having read all the books in her house and she's got to read them again. I'm like, yeah, you got to read them again. But you know what? You're going to remember that story. Mm -hmm. People told the same stories again and again. And then we kind of stopped 
telling them. And when you stop telling them, you stop building up that sense of connection and that sense of pride in where you're from. And when you start to take away that sense of connection, you start to lose these other bits, right? And you start to feel disconnected. And then we get into all the mental health stuff and you're disconnected and the economy starts to tank and no one's like, oh, I'm going to fight for this place. Whereas, you know, you really have to, we have to help that. The bonus that we have right now is that Moncton is a growing city. I mean, every time you turn around, we are there's another apartment building going up or there's another business opening, which is fantastic. But it's, again, the fact that there's so many cities that are dying because people are forgetting all of these little stories. Like, for example, I'll go back to Albert County. Look at Hillsborough. Hillsborough was a huge, huge, huge step in our shipping in the railway, in the mining area. And then once all of that died off, the town did too. And I mean, you're only 20 minutes from town and, and it's dead there. Like they've just lost their grocery store. They're possibly losing their after-school care. Um, so like, why are we letting it die? We, we shouldn't be letting it die. You should be thinking about the fact that there was a mastodon skeleton found <laughs> in Hillsborough, okay? How many people in Hillsborough even know that that ever happened? Right? Like, that's huge. That's huge. These are these yes, little they bits. They are very large. They are large. They are large. <laughs> these are these little bits that Jenna's talking about that are falling off and people are forgetting that, like, there were glory days. And I think the point is that we can't look at them just as glory days. They're not just history. It's who we are. And it's how do we turn that into the next thing, right? Yes. So how do you even, because it's going to keep happening that the cities are going to keep drawing people in and the smaller communities are going to start, you know, having issues that that is the case across North America. Yes. And I'm sure elsewhere as well, mm-hmm. but definitely North America, because we're, we have so much space, yeah. <laughs> this is what's going to happen. And so you have to find those ways of finding what's unique about your community that even though you're 20 minutes away from the urban center, that you can still have enough of a draw to have that community feel, to have an economy that's going to keep people there. And it is a struggle and it is a challenge, but I think when we forget to look at it from that positive lens and when we forget to tell those stories and to champion like, oh yeah, we did this, what are we doing next? Not just, oh, we did this and it's so sad that everything's closed. Yes, focusing on the negative, always the negative. Yeah. Yes. And I find that, that to me is something that unfortunately I think New Brunswick does very well. <laughs> Please stop. Yeah, I will agree on that. So like the steps of my soapbox that I've been on for the past couple of years. Because <laughs> if you're watching or listening, you might not know that for three years straight, I wrote a weekly op-ed column. And I would say about every six weeks, I wrote about either the fact that we are stuck in this negative mindset when we have so many positive stories and so many people trying to do things that are they're just kind of flying under the radar or they're trying to tell people and people aren't listening or aren't jumping on to say, yes, that's awesome. What else can we do about it? How can we, you know, share these stories? We, we really keep getting stuck in this negative. Oh, we can't do it. Oh, we're not good enough. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding? Have you looked at some of the companies that have come out of New Brunswick? Have you looked at some of the like massive risks that New Brunswickers have taken? And I know that there's a certain generation of New Brunswickers who are going to roll their eyes and hate me when I say it, but I love the story of the Bricklin. Yeah. I, like, it, 
fascinates me. And I think it's fabulous. And I think we should be proud Mm -hmm. of the fact that we had people that were willing to try to do something different. Didn't necessarily work out, but that's life. Life doesn't always work out. Now, I don't think we should just, you know, willy-nilly throw our money away on massive industrial projects. (laughs) It's not what I'm saying. But, you know, I think... You know, there are kids that are growing up that have never heard that story, that yeah. have no idea about it because for so long it was like, oh, it didn't work. Okay. Try it again. Didn't work, but someone tried mm-hmm. and tried something innovative. And there, there, But there are so many success stories that did work in New Brunswick that I think people are just kind of used to. But if we don't keep up that tradition of talking about them, of celebrating them, then we, we lose that piece of the fabric. And I think, you know, when... When you raise kids who know these stories, who hear them, who take them in, even if those kids grow up and they move away, because mm-hmm. chances are they will at some point. But hopefully you want to have something for them to come back to. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Or they're going to go out there and they're going to be, hey, you know what? I grew up in this awesome place. And these are the awesome things that happen there. And someone's going to go, like Tosh is going to go, oh, well, I don't like where I live. Maybe I want to go live there. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very true. It's very true. Or they move to a community and they're like, you know what? I saw my community do this. I'm going to try and do it too. Like do it here. And you're right. There are some some great businesses here. Like remember, do you remember when they decided to start growing marijuana here? And (laughs) and like the the up ended, like if people were just like, no, we can't be doing this. But look how great it's doing for our economy. Mm -hmm. There's so many people employed because that was something that was tried here and hopefully continues to flourish. Yeah. And when you look, I mean, there are massive multinational corporations that operate out of this province, this tiny little province with a tiny little population. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you know what? We're struggling with that population. And if we really want people to decide to move here and stay here when they move here, because that's a big part of the problem that we're seeing is, yeah, we can convince people to come, but within five years, a lot of them are moving on. Well, how are we getting them to stay here is we have to be sharing these stories and we have to be really working to help people create those connections. And I feel like that's what I'm trying to do with Pickle Planet, right? Absolutely. Five years now, every week I put together this list of these are the places you can go. Mm -hmm. And you're going to meet people like you. They have something in common with you. They either live near you. Their kids are going to be the same age as you. You're going to find something Mm -hmm. that you can connect about. And you're going to get out and you're going to make those connections. And you're going to feel like, this is a community that wants families to stay here and grow here. We don't just want you to come as an adult. We don't just want you to come, you know, take the jobs that people aren't taking in the fast food industry. Mm-hmm. We want people to really feel like they are part of the community, whether you've come from a different country or you've come from another part of this country, because you and I have both moved here yeah. from somewhere else. Yeah. And it can be really hard. And we have all the privileges and it's still really hard to make those connections. Oh, yeah. So when you have other yeah. barriers thrown in, it's it can be really overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot more that our leaders could be doing to do small things that really speak to families, that would really help build up that base of connection and build up that sense of pride. We're coming up on March break yes. here in New Brunswick. Yes. So I just did the massive, massive it's, it's March break. It's amazing. Right Go check now. it out. Yeah. <laughs> So there's more than 120 items on there right now. And Mm -hmm. I found a bunch more this morning that I have to go and update. So (laughs) there'll be even more. But in doing that, so the March Break Roundup is the list of like everything I could possibly find happening in the greater Moncton area over the 10 days that 
kids are out of school. Mm-hmm. Shediak, you are rocking it. I am so impressed with what Shediak is doing. Because even though that they do, you know, they do recreational stuff all year round, they just did their big winter carnival like they yep. do every year, which a lot of other communities do as well. But Shediak stepped up and said, hey, it's March break. Mm. Here, for the five days the kids are out of school, and actually, well, and on the weekend too, they've added something on the weekend, but they've set up musical shows. They're bringing in inflatables, laser tag, little raised reptiles, awesome. all the stuff that families want. Yes. And they're saying, hey, it's March break. And some of the things are free. Some of them have a small charge. Mm-hmm. But it's the community stepping up and saying, hey, families, we see you. We know you want something. Mm-hmm. Here you go. And there are a few other communities that are doing some things. But Shediak gets the shout out as the one who is like leading the charge. And when I looked through all of these pages of all of these things, they were one of the ones that stood out as the community wants families there. They're really, um, what I like about Shediak is like, they're so touristy and in the summer they kind of lose themselves because there's so many oh, people yeah. and well, nobody sure will blame you. I'm sure doubles Yeah, exactly, or triples, <laughs> who knows. But, but for the winter months and the rest of the year, like we have uh, two sets of friends that live in Shediak and they adore living mm-hmm. down there. And we're always like, why do, why do you, like, despite the ocean, why do you want to live out there? And this is exactly why. It's the sense of community that's coming out of Shediak and the, and the surrounding areas because it's not just, like, they you know, bring people in from, you know, Grand Berchois or whatever, right? So um, they're doing a really good job of being a hub for that end of the province. Yeah, but it's very much because someone has taken the time to go, hey, okay, what do we need to do as a community and how do we bring people together mm-hmm. And they're doing a fantastic job at it, from what I can tell. Now, obviously, yeah, neither of us live there. So if you live there, let us know what you think. Yeah. But to me, looking at it, I'm like, yeah, that is a community that's really trying to do something. And yes, there's, you know, advantages because they are that much further away from Moncton than, you know, say Hillsborough. But not, yeah. not a whole lot. Not a whole lot, no. Right? So, there, I mean, every community is going to have its own challenge. And you're going to have your own thing that you're going to find that you can really champion, the thing that brings you together right? So it's, I've lived in communities that have done that before, right? Like they really just sat down and, you know, where I grew up in Cape Breton, not exactly grew up, but my mom lives there. And so I spent a lot of time in a community called Christmas Island. Cute. Yeah. (laughs) So, but as a group of adults 30 years ago, they sat down around a table and went, you know what? Our kids aren't staying. Things are starting to close because the world is changing and Mm -hmm. things seem a lot closer than they used to. And we're going to lose some of these stores and shops, like similar to what's happening in Hillbrook. Things are going to start closing because that's the way the economy is going. What's different about us? What do we need to preserve of our culture? Now, in that particular sense, they also had a Gaelic culture. They had a language and like a physical culture that they wanted to save. But a lot of what that culture encapsulated was their value system and what everyone believed in for their community and for their kids. And they created an event and they created this festival and it's still going. And I have seen, there's still a lot of things that have happened and there's, you know, the school has since closed and other things Mm -hmm. have closed, but you know what? That festival's still going. They also have the most awesome post office because you can get a Christmas Island stamp and there's a whole story about little buck who lives there and it's fantastic. But <laughs> this one little festival, they came about because a bunch of adults sat down and went, we need to do something. Yes. 
I have seen it keep people in that community. People I watched grow up as kids ended up getting jobs in the cultural industry Mm -hmm. and have stayed in that community because they were seen, right? They were made part of that festival Mm -hmm. from a young age. And they had this love of that place. And the people that didn't stay were still out here talking about it. It's it's the same thing as Elmville. Like we twice a year, Maple Syrup Festival, second biggest maple syrup festival in all of Canada, comes out of my town of thirteen hundred people. Okay, right, it's more people there now. But <laughs> when I was a kid, and then our, our Fall Fair Festival, like people who have moved away will fly home to go to these festivals. It's the same thing because it it well it's become it's such a part of your childhood too, right? That it's nostalgic. But at the same time, they put so much effort into these festivals that it's unbelievable. Yeah. And, it, and, and those become economic drivers in and of themselves. But you have to work at figuring out how to sustain that. Yes. Because if you're just doing it as the one-off and people are coming in, mm-hmm. like, yes, you want that. But you also have to figure out how to keep it going. And it's tricky and it takes work. But it's worth doing. It's, it's definitely worth doing. If you're listening, any, you know, people that are running our towns, uh, <laughs> we have some great ideas for you. <laughs> And <laughs> we'll come in and do this talk again. Yeah, again. <laughs> yeah it's true. But it, it go, all goes back to what Jenna said. It's the pride of place, giving our children now um, a reason to want to stay here. And I mean, that what, as soon as I moved here, people always said the same thing. And I'm sure you got it too. Why'd you come here? Yeah. Why here? Yeah. Like, why? Well, especially when we came from Toronto to here. It's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's it, that's a story for another day. <laughs> it is a story for another day. But we're here now, and we're yeah. gonna we're gonna hopefully make a difference. Yes. Well, hopefully we are, yeah. and we're gonna keep trying. And so yeah, you can uh, keep tuning in. Whether you're watching us on Rogers, you're listening on however you listen to podcasts, because there's a million different ways. I'm not gonna yes. list them. And yeah, you can check us out online, pickleplanetmonkey.com. And uh, if you want to check out the Albert County Chats podcast, my website is thepodcasthub.ca. You can check that out, and it is a lot of fun. Plus, there's a whole bunch of other podcasts, and you can find our podcast on there too. Yeah. So thanks so much. And you've got thoughts to share. You know, you can find contact information on those websites. We love when you guys reach out and tell us mm-hmm. what you think. Uh, if you want to hear more of these rants, if you want to hear fewer of them, either way, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> we will go back to having some guests. We promise. Yes. We love that too. But, you know, every now and then, it's good to do this. It is It is nice to just chat with my friend every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening, for watching. We'll see you again soon. Bye. This podcast was produced by Tosh Taylor of the Podcast Hub Productions. Find her online at podcasthub.ca.